0: Welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Cale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel According to Luke the third chapter. Glory to you, Luke writes, In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of and Trichonitis, and Licinius, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Here we are, the second Sunday in the season, the penitential season of Advent. It's like Lent before Easter, Advent before Christmas, and intentionally so. Watch that active, energy-consuming process of being alert and not complacent in the expectation and anticipation of something important even critical prepare the season of advent reminds us though that the preparations are not so much and I'm glad to report I think we got our christmas tree all the way put up now and cookies being baked but they're not that's not the kind of preparations that we are being called to Not during this penitential season of Advent, uh, not we of the faith, we are called to preparations of the heart. And so uh, our time together this morning uh, in furtherance of that uh, holy obligation that we hold in order that we might uh, be able to celebrate with true joy uh, the birth of a Savior that, that now wings ever nearer every day. And this morning, I I begin with a uh, a look at the second lesson that Andrea read from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Paul authored this letter to the church at Philippi, thus Philippians, from the confines of a Roman dungeon. Paul was in prison when he wrote these words. And yet, in spite of such desperate circumstances, Christ's apostle to the Gentiles Found the grace. Found the grace to, uh, to write and author uh, this enduring and poetic hymn of thanksgiving for the church. Okay, for the church. Paul's immortal words in the fourth chapter, and we're going to read those next week together. But let me share them with you uh, this morning include in part these. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now these words fall on the heels of Paul's opening prayer, in which he wrote, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for you all. Now, as I read these words, middle of last week, in anticipation of our time together today, I was, uh, I was, doing, I was multitasking, doing several things at once. What I was chiefly doing, though, was sorting through my desk looking for papers that had neither been touched nor read nor seen in many years. And as I searched, I couldn't help but be mindful that the funeral service for President Bush was taking place and playing in the background. And I found myself during the course of, the, of my uh, exploration of my file drawer in my desk, literally looking over decades of reports and now yellowed papers and I was there doing it because I was looking for uh, certain documents in particular Okay, documents required in the event that this congregation should leave the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and affiliate with the North American Lutheran Church and That having taken place, should I follow the congregation, which would require my resignation from the roster of pastors of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, in order to then be newly rostered into the North American Lutheran Church. And among the required documents necessary, should such a move take place, would be my letter of call to serve as pastor In this place. Well, I located it, and with a half grin on my face, I remembered something that I had put out of mind many years ago, and that is Ed, I think you were on that call committee. You misspelled my name on the letter of call. (laughs) And I also noticed and noted that that call letter was dated. January the 11th, 1987, now just a few weeks short of 32 years ago. Attached to it was an accompanying letter uh, from the assistant to the bishop of that time, and I want to read this typewriter-written yellow piece of paper to you, at least in part. It's dated January 13, 1987. Dear Steve, it is a real privilege and pleasure for me to forward to you the letter of call issued by First Lutheran Church of Miles City. While I do not mean this as a comment to influence your decision regarding this call in any way, I want to mention one thing. My only concern is that you've been a pastor in a parish situation for such a short time, five years, for such a short time, and First Lutheran is, and I quote, the kind of congregation which requires a pastor with a good deal of parish experience. Unquote. Now, with the more discerning eye of a man of my age, I can see that I was being pastorally cautioned (laughs) Caution that First Lutheran Church was, and I quote again, the kind of congregation which requires a pastor with a good deal of parish experience, unquote. In other words, this was a congregation where, stretching back to 1909, the average lifespan or tenure of a pastor, of even experienced pastors, was just a little over three years. And the bishop reminding me that I was still rather green in his estimation. so I was being cautioned. <laughs> yet. Yet here we are, 30-plus years later. And they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Quite the love affair, huh? But I have to admit, and I acknowledge, that while I think the church has grown up, I've grown old. And so I feel somewhat like Paul when he wrote confident that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Now exactly how that will play out only God knows as you all seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit to again in Paul's words Know what is best. So with that said, let's focus for a few minutes uh, this second Sunday in Advent upon uh, the gospel lesson. The watch and the prepare candles have been lit by the Hubble children. And I hope the Flesher kids are here next week. We'll be lighting three candles. Just kind of works out, doesn't it, Larry? They may be light the candles for us. I'm going to have to stretch a little bit, though, come the fourth week. Uh, But uh, uh, we light the candles, we count time. Uh, The watch candle, the prepare candle. We're at the midpoint of this penitential season. We're about in the middle now. And uh, though we are in the middle, I tell you something you already know, and that is the pace is only going to quicken from here as we sprint toward Christmas. For example, the children. Um, thanks, Ernest, for that gift. Uh, I think your gift is going to put us over the top, actually. Uh, our goal of 2,000 pounds of food, a ton of food for our local food bank. The children have delivered your generous offerings to the food bank. They did that last Wednesday. Remember, it was such a beautiful, like this at noontime. And I thought it 's going to be perfect weather to make the delivery to the food bank and remember what happened by two o 'clock <laughs> the snowstorm, the blizzard you couldn 't see anything, uh, but the children uh, they the littles we called them littles k through three they ant trained all of the food that you 'd brought in from the entry there down the hall and into pickup trucks, and then they'd go back and pick up another load, and they, round and round they went till they had taken every parcel and can and package uh, that you had brought here in abundance uh, and uh, loaded it into pickup trucks, and the truck was off to the food bank. And while the littles were doing that, uh, the bigs, uh, they are grades four through six, they were out shopping for you with the money that you had donated for the food bank and they were out and shopping and uh, choosing the food and carting it to the cash registers and loading it in the pickup truck and then taking it to the food bank and then offloading it into the uh uh into storage there for distribution uh, and that's our goal huh that's that was our intention that uh, uh after the big distribution at Thanksgiving uh, that uh, right on the heels of that comes another need for a big distribution at the time of Christmas, and so we're helping. And I'm, I, I, we don't have an exact weight yet; we'll have it tomorrow night. But I am now certain. Thank you again, Erna, that we are over one ton, one uh, two thousand pounds of food to the food bank. So we've been busy doing that. And this, if you see the tape, you see the tape up here, and I'm kind of displaced from where I usually stand uh, because of uh, the children practicing for their uh, Christmas program. We have over a 100 children that we have to cycle through here uh, in four separate uh, preschool programs, but they're busy preparing, and I can hear them preparing when I'm sitting in the office, hear them out here singing uh, very much in the spirit of this season of preparing for their mid-year Christmas program. Again, four programs required to accommodate the volume of parents and grandparents and families who will flood the church uh, to see and hear their children's faith formation in progress and their learning readiness offered up in celebration of the coming of Christmas. Now you add to that the many public school programs, community concerts and activities, not to mention all the in-home preparations that are happening And one can easily be overwhelmed by the sheer volume and number of things to be done. Yet we need to step back. Uh, It's it's a penitential season. Advent, this pre-Christmas, is a lot of work. Coming at a time of year when the weather isn't cooperative and financial resources often get spread thin with uh, heating bills and other things and Christmas gifts to buy. Uh, You know, here we of the church are even this week going to throw into the mix a wedding come this weekend just to top things off. And so, indeed, prepare. (laughs) It's hardly an idle word. It's a busy word. Just like watch is not idle, but active. Just like your faith is intended to be active. Prepare suggests a lot of work in the church. And so did the prophet Isaiah See, the preparatory work for the coming of the Lord was going to be both long and arduous. Preparing for the Lord would become the sum total of the life, the mission, the ministry, the purpose of John the Baptist, Jesus' elder cousin, the son of Zachariah, In Luke's Gospel, and remember how indebted we are to Luke now, This comes from Luke's Gospel, and were it not for Luke's Gospel, we'd have no Christmas story. Luke's Gospel, the work of preparing, is identified, though, as both a physical and a spiritual endeavor. Living in Judea's harsh environs through his adult life, John the Baptist appears at the right time. As, what, the voice of of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Now, inciting the prophet Isaiah, John the Baptist did, and Luke captured it, inciting the prophet Isaiah's words, fill every valley, level both hills and mountains, straighten the curves and smooth the paths. These weren't, it's not idle prophet talk. Okay this is not just idle profit talk for you see when an ancient king chose to visit his people to travel to see the people it was incumbent upon the people uh, to repair neglected roads that they would be rebuilt and even improved and any impediment uh, to the monarch's ease and smoothness of travel had to be removed the people were literally to prepare the way for their Lord. And so these words of Isaiah, picked up by John the Baptist, the son of Zechariah. John's entire life was one of preparation. His baptism, okay? It was a baptism of anticipation, whereas Jesus's would be the baptism of fulfillment. For you see, John was preparing but he was preparing for a different kind of king. He was preparing for a different kind of king, not Emperor Tiberius, not Pontius Pilate, not Herod, not Philip, but he was preparing for a different kind of king altogether. John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, but what Lord? Lord? To what end and what sort of preparations then do you make for this other kind of king? The answer would be known through the course of the ministry of Jesus Christ. The king of kings. In Jesus, both John and the disciples came to know and to believe that the way of the Lord was not a road to be traveled, but a man to be believed. So much so, The church proclaimed him true God and true man. The way of the Lord was not a physical road. As in the past, the way of the Lord would now pass through your heart. That one man who was God and man, Jesus of Nazareth. And it's traveled by faith, quite apart from the circumstances of that day, this day, any day. It's a matter, it's an affair of the heart, a love affair. It's a calling, if you will. Consider this exchange near end of Jesus' life. Between him and the twelve, who would become the church. Jesus said to them, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. It was Thomas who said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Prepare the way of the Lord became I am the way John the Baptist became the transformational figure the transitional figure between then now and the not yet with the birth and thus appearance of Jesus John's life of preparation was filled full it was accomplished In Jesus, the time of preparation was finished. The day for celebration had come. (laughs) So, too, the old pass away, even as the young are born. The old becomes the new. And I thought about that. As I considered those yellowed old papers that were in my desk, my letter of call, as President Bush was mourned, and his Advent promises, yet again, lead us to Christmas. Let us neither despise nor be dismissive of this important time of year, this time of preparation, this Advent, For after the weariness of these days of preparation have passed, let us gather here on that sacred night of nights when all flesh shall see the salvation of our God, when we will see that salvation born in Bethlehem, born in a manger, and yes, born in our hearts once again. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.